This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual, joining me, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you this morning? I, I'm good, thanks. Sun shining. Looks like a beautiful day out there. And uh, after the show, we'll see if we can get out and do some gardening. Uh, got the golf game going. It's uh, it's been up and down, and uh, seems like the world uh, the world in our uh, in our sphere seems to be coming back to life in in a lot of different ways. Uh, still, we have to be careful. Uh, still, we're not out of the we're not out of the woods yet with COVID nineteen and. Uh, uh, we certainly don't want to see the the second phase of that that they keep uh, keep talking about if we're not careful. So we're keeping the social distancing going. We're putting the mask on when we're out in public, but a uh, lot more traffic on the roads, lots more activity, and uh, the sporting world is uh, seems to uh, be climbing out. Uh, it's got its leaves sprouting, and uh, things look like. Certainly the NBA, the NHL are making plans. The NBA has fixed plans. Uh, the NHL, uh, they're into their phase two of their comeback program, so they can start uh, practicing in their home cities on Monday. Uh, just to let our listeners know, uh, coming up today, there's a debate that we've had on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour for years. And uh, I'll let you take that one over, Naz. We're going to be talking to Liam McGuire let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about Paul Henderson and the Hall of Fame. I'm hearing buzzwords around that uh, he may get in this time. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, there there is. There's a, there's a bigger buzz about it this year uh, than I've heard in a while. Uh, I don't know if that necessarily means that he's going to that he's going to. Uh, be admitted the ceremony or sorry, not the ceremony the uh the actual event uh will be done remotely this year the 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 committee those members that live in the greater toronto area will meet but most of them will meet remotely and that's going to happen on june 23rd and 24th and i don't want to take away from liam mcguire's thunder on that one uh liam's been on the show he's very very opinionated very passionate about his advocacy for Paul Henderson, as we are, and we always have been. We chatted with Paul on the show back on September 28, 2014. Uh, an interesting, uh, of course, September 28th is the infamous day in Moscow where Paul scored the winning goal, which was voted the greatest sporting moment of the 20th century in Canada. Digest that one. Where were you, Naz, on September 28, 1972? I was watching the game with uh, my brother and a friend of his. And uh, yeah, I certainly... Uh, I remember the one thing I remember, the TV going out. The cable went down. I don't know if it happened to you, but the cable went down. No, I, I don't recall that happening. I was uh, I was over at a friend's house. We were, like, like everybody else that day, we were skipping class. I think that game started in the early afternoon, it did. Uh, Canadian time. It would have been, uh, obviously, they were playing in Moscow. So Moscow, I don't know what the time difference is. I think six, seven, eight hours. If I'm not mistaken, that game would have started around noon or one o'clock. On, on, and it was, was it a Friday, Naz? Do you remember? I can't remember the date, but I don't think it was a Friday. I can't remember the actual date. It could have been a Thursday. Um, Thursday could be. Yeah. Um, but we all, uh, most of us, well, they set up the schools. The old in, in the schools, they had black and whites in those days. 
They set, those, they, they set those up in the cafeteria, and a lot of people stayed on the school. Uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us skipped. skipped. There were no classes that day. Everybody in Canada was watching the game, even in even in the high schools. Uh, we went over to a friend's. Uh, he's one of the few guys that I grew up with that actually had a color TV. Uh, a lot of us didn't have color TVs back in back in 1972. Uh, so one of my buddies, uh, had one. So we, we piled about six or seven of us over there to watch the game. And certainly, uh, that brings back incredible memories. And we get an opportunity to talk to Liam McGuire about that, uh, the case for Paul Henderson. Also coming up later on the show, the talking about the war of the sporting world coming back to life. The PGA tour starts next Sunday in uh, Houston, I believe, the Colonial, if I'm Charles Schwab, I believe, we'll talk to uh, Matt Janella. Matt, we've had on the on the show uh, uh, a few times in the past, uh, used to be a contributor to the Morning Drive on the Golf Channel. He's got some other projects going on, fabulous new podcast. He's passionate about the game of golf as, as we are, and uh, it's always a great opportunity if we can talk some golf and We'll see what's gonna sh- how the PGA Tour is going to shape up. They're starting next Sunday. My understanding is there's no fans. Um, I read an interesting article. Jim Nance, I, who you've uh, you've got a great picture of. You ran into Jim Nance at the Canadian Open, I think, a couple of years back. Uh, Naz, with yeah, your son him, Matt, uh, two years ago, and then last year we saw him again. Yeah, he's good. That's a good guy. Fantastic broadcaster. One of the greatest of all time. Um, He's going to be doing, apparently, uh, uh, Nick Faldo is not going to be able to join him in the broadcast booth. Uh, Nick and, and uh, Jim Nance have been, have been a, a broadcast pair for, for many years on CBS. But, you know, they're all responding to the challenges of the day. So uh, Jim's going to be doing the uh, broadcast himself. Uh, Nick Faldo is going to be uh, uh, hooked up remotely. That That should be interesting. And no fans. But it promises to have perhaps the greatest ratings of any golf tournament ever in the history of television, just because we're all so starved for content that uh, probably going to have quite a few eyeballs tuning in next, uh, next, uh, next weekend. Well, I'm interested to see how they do without caddies with golfers. They're not, I don't think they have caddies going with them, right? Well, that's, that's interesting. Naz. I, I didn't, that's a really, I, you know what? I'll be quite frank. I didn't pick up on that. Um, I didn't run across that. If that's the case, uh, I, and the one thing I do know, the golfers aren't going to be carrying their own bags. Um, so uh, I, 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 I got to be quite frank with you. I know I, I haven't run across that. If that's in fact the case, that should be very interesting um, because they're not allowed to take carts. They're not allowed to drive. That's that's yeah. not permitted under PGA tournament rules. We had that big uh, controversy a few years back with that one golfer. I can't remember his name. Casey something, I believe, who uh, who was actually disabled and incapable yeah. of of actually walking eighteen holes. And I think that all ended up in court or something. And he got a special permit to do it. Which you know, if he's not physically capable of walking the golf course, then uh, but there's a big argument it, um, amongst golf golfers at that level that walking is actually part of the skill of the game because as you walk, you get tired, and if it's hot, and there's a certain athletic component to be able to to uh, to walk a course. Um, so that's interesting, Naz. I got to follow up on that one. Thanks, thanks for bringing maybe, it to my maybe attention. Sorry, maybe Matt will know. Yeah, well, let's uh, talk to him during the break if you get a chance. Uh, uh, we'll follow up on that one. But I'm thrilled that that, that golf's back. Um, it's a limited schedule this year. The Canadian Open is canceled. It, unfortunately, it was supposed to have been at St. George's, which uh, down on Islington Avenue, um, one of the great, great golf courses in Canada. Um, I believe they've rescheduled for next year. I'm not exactly sure. But the U.S. Open is going to go forward in September at Winged Foot in the New York area. Uh, apparently, the Ryder Cup is going forward at Whistling Straits, uh, a course I've been to. It should be interesting to see them there. And the Masters. 
the Masters in November. Um, you know, the Masters has the unique. That, that's going to be strange. There's going to be snow on the ground in November, and you're going to be watching the Masters. I, I don't know if there's going to be snow in Georgia. I mean, it might Georgia, be chilly, yeah. but it's you know the the whole the whole shtick about the Masters is I always said spring starts in 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 Canada or in the Greater Toronto area when I get to watch the Masters. So I'm hopeful that uh, this year it's not going to it's not going to presage the uh, beginning of winter. Uh, so the Masters in November that that should be uh, that should be interesting, um, and we'll get a chance to talk to Matt Janella about that. On on that note, Naz, I'm going to take us to break. Uh, we've got the uh, to all our listeners. Hey, you know you want to listen to some interesting, passionate uh, commentary? Uh, don't let us go. We'll be back with the opinionated Liam McGuire. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740, downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM, live streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Liam McGuire. Liam, good morning. How are you? How's she going, fellas? What's going on? <laughs> it's always, it's all, it's, there's lots going on. Uh, uh, where a lot's about to start, let's put it that way. Uh, it's yeah. always a pleasure to have you, Liam. You know, uh, 
it's it's that time of year ago uh, that time of year again uh you and i chatted briefly off the air uh, the other day and naz and i had an opportunity to, to chat about where we were uh, just before just before the break and just before we called you naz and i got a chance to reminisce about september 28 1972 and yeah. naz and i naz and i went down memory lane a little bit uh we naz and i have known each other actually since that that long um we uh, we reminisced about where we were on september 28th uh, 1972. Where were you on that day, Liam? Where'd you watch the game? I, I was in grade eight at, um, in the village of Manitick at a school, uh, St. Leonard's Elementary. The teacher was Pat Jennings. Uh, like most other, uh, pretty much all across Canada, there were TVs made available. We had, we had a, a TV in the gym, but in our class, um, we had a student, Billy O'Brien, and his father, uh, owned and operated uh, the local bus line and, they they had I guess a couple more bucks than the average family at that time, and they actually they actually lent um, a TV f- to our class, and uh, we put it on one of those stands and rolled it in. So we had it we had it right in the back of the class, and uh, that was a Thursday, September twenty eighth, seventy two. The game started around noon Eastern Standard Time, and and I remember um, uh, staying in, of course, uh, not going outside for the noon hour, which was just almost sacrilegious as a kid in those days, and then also. Subsequently, not going out for the recess as the game was in the in coming to its uh, dramatic and unbelievable historic uh, Hollywood-like conclusion was right around the corner, and and of course Paul scored right around two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the rest is history. But uh, that's that's where I was that incredible day, um, seminal moment in my life, one of the most impactful moments of my entire life, and and Paul became a hero to me that day, and um, even more so than uh, twenty three years later when I I finally met him on national TV. And uh, on CBC Coast to Coast TV, I met him for the first time ever. Got a chance to shake his hand and thank him for what he did for Canada all those years ago. So, yeah, pretty big, pretty big day in my life. I remember it vividly. Uh, Liam, it's that time of year again. It's June. The Hockey Hall of Fame Selection Committee uh, is probably the only NHL event this year that isn't being postponed. Uh, everything else is being postponed or rescheduled. But they are not rescheduling uh, the decisions with respect to who's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. There has been no more passionate advocate for Paul Henderson's inclusion in the Hall of Fame than you. Naz mentioned it very briefly uh, before we came on air with you that we seem there seems to be a little bit of a buzz this year, uh, and and you and I chatted about it, and I want you to comment on it. Um, a lot of this arose from something Wayne Gretzky said about a month ago. Um, and I'll quote him, and then I'll ask you to comment. He was quoted, It's asinine that Paul Henderson is not in the Hall of Fame. Liam, I turn it over to you. <laughs> yeah, well, Wally, as, as you said, we've we've had a previous discussion about this setting up uh, the hit today, and and, um, as I, as I, uh, said to you, you know, I, I ran a fairly aggressive to the best of my ability, a campaign to try and get Paul inducted for 20 years. I mean, I, I did my press conference to announce that I was going to run a formal campaign to get Paul Henderson inducted on January 25th, 2000, 2000. I had a press conference in Ottawa at the Prescott hotel. And on February 6th of that year, I was invited on Hockey Night in Canada, and I was interviewed by Scott Oak. And that entire show that night, that entire broadcast that night, was Bob Cole, Harry Neal, Don Cherry, Ron McLean, and everybody throwing their full support behind Let's Do the Right Thing. And, and the internet was only a few years old at that time, and they, re- they ran an internet poll on Hockey Night in Canada that ended up, I believe, 87% in favor to be a slam dunk in any other type of format election for anything you would run in the history of the world that would be a slam dunk win. And here we are 20 years later, and and uh, he's, he's not in. And the height of ignorance now is the last two years really have stung with Nedimansky going in last year. Yes, that, that often snubbed uh, inductee, Vaclav Nedimansky, and, uh, and Alexander Yakashev the year before that. And I don't give a sweet GD 
what they were as hockey players overseas in the 1960s and 1970s. And if people are going to sit here and tell me that without having done a shred of research, Alexander Yakushev played 229 games internationally. First of all, there's not one single listener to this show right now that would know that. There's also nobody would know. Nobody. I went through every single summary. Was the guy a great player? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, you know what? They won 50 of those games by by 10, nothing or more, including the year after Paul Henderson's in the Stanley Cup final with the Detroit Red Wings going six games, losing to Jean Beliveau and Yvonne Cornway and Ari Richard and, and uh, several other Hall of Famers on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Yakushev is helping Russia beat Italy 28-3 to in a world championship game. Like If, if people are going to try and tell me that the quality of hockey that was being played in continental Europe or the former East Bloc in the 60s and 70s was anywhere near close to akin to the NHL as Paul Henderson was playing an all-star game, Stanley Cup Finals, uh, last man with a four-goal game in the original six era, former Memorial Cup winner, led the OHA in goals, over 1,000 games pro, over 700 points, all aside from 72, and you're going to try and tell me that he's not worthy? So, well, Wayne Gretzky stepped in there, as we discussed, Wally, uh, uh, about seven weeks ago now, and, and he's done it not once, but at least twice and possibly three times, because I just heard it about eight days, six, seven days ago, again, on the, on the podcast of Suspendables, where he does it with his two good friends, Jim Jerome and Russ Cortnell, formerly of the NHL. And Wayne went off again and, and, uh, and chastised the selection committee and the process and everything else. And I can tell you, he directly, directly mentioned that these players that are going in year after year who never played a single solitary game in the NHL, it's all well and good to do that. Nominate these guys and put them in. Great. Great for the diversity. Awesome. But the oversight here is not putting in the man who scored the most impactful goal in the most impactful series in the most impactful 30 days in international hockey history. Enough is enough, you know? And now you got Wayne championing the cause. Whether it'll mean anything or not to get through the incredible black ball wall that exists, I don't know. Probably not. But uh, it sure is something to have the greatest offensive force in the history of sports stepping up in the last six, seven weeks and making the comments that he, that he has. I'll tell you something else. There's also stories out there that when Paul became a born-again Christian and went public with it in 1976, four years after the series, it was really a move he had to make. The weight of the goal, uh, he never really came out from underneath that as a pro, to be honest, and he'll admit that too. It was this incredible weight. And, you know, he quit drinking, he quit smoking, um, he, he turned his life over to Christianity. He was still playing, obviously. He, went, he played a pro until 1981, and, and then he retired. And he went public with that. And there's, there's, there's stories out there that that was, that was very much looked down upon. Um, and then the, the, last, the last bit really is, is really just centers around the fact that there's an animosity level, which is so typically Canadian. It's so typically Canadian to not want to put somebody up. We always want to pull people down, whether it be our neighbors or our friends. Yes, we want them to have success, but not too much, you know. And uh, yes, we want to champion our cause and wave our flag, but not too much. You don't want to be like the Americans. No, we can't, we can't do that. We can't wave our flag too much. Let's put on, let's just keep putting in the guys from the losing team in 72, three of them now, and not put in Paul. So they say that, uh, you know, the success that he's had is celebrating the weight of the goal that he's had a small business out of it. Mm. And my God, does he not at least deserve that? And, and they say that's also a reason that there's sort of a, um, a thought process internally that, uh, that no, you know what? You, you, ha- you take your little success and your little goal and run with it and go and do your banquet circuit and talk about it and write your books and do whatever. And cause you're never going to get in the hall. So those are the stories that have come to the fore for me over the past 20 years as I've, you know, delved in. And believe me guys, I'll tell you something else here. That press conference I ran January 25th, 2000, that was when the phones were just coming out, right? There's no cell phones in those days. But you could have a phone in your car. You could get a phone in your car. I got a phone put in my car. I still remember my number, 7623347. That was my old number. And I was driving to the press conference. This was the morning of the press conference, January 25th, 2000. I get a phone call in my car from the Hockey Hall of Fame. A woman phones me from the Hall of Fame and says, uh, Mr. McGuire, we understand you're holding a press conference in Ottawa today. I don't even know how they knew. 
And I said, as a matter of fact, I am. Well, we just would like to inform you that if you're uh, considering the veterans category for, uh, for a possibility for Paul Henderson's inclu- inclusion, that we have uh, formally, um, formally uh, eliminated it. And I said, oh, really? So you just make this decision on the day I'm going in to have my press conference for Paul. Because remember, guys, there was for about eight or nine years, there was a category where you could put in veterans who had been retired for years. And, and if, you, if they felt there was an oversight from the 30s or 40s or 50s, and they put some guys in that way. And I was going to also champion that as a possibility that Paul could go in maybe that way if they didn't want to consider him with whatever current class was eligible in those respective years. And they phoned me that day, that morning in my press conference. I also got another phone call a couple of years later from a member from the selection committee who told me to cease and desist going public on radio and going around Canada and talking about putting Paul in the hall and getting Paul in the hall. I said, you should shut up. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, I don't know what I'm talking about. You're phoning me at home to tell me this. Are you kidding me right now? So it's been, it's been, uh, it is really, really bizarre. Uh, there is a movement that's been internal and from very higher ups that have not wanted to see Paul in. Uh, it, it makes no sense, obviously, to you guys. I know this from being on with you previously. It makes no sense to me. And well, it makes no sense to millions of other Canadians. The, the, and I think this, now you got Wayne Gretzky speaking out because, frankly, with Yakushev going in two years ago and Nedimansky last year, I think Wayne is going, hey, seriously, this is painting a pretty ugly picture here. So, for God's sake, you know, uh, let's, let's see the right thing done. And sadly, I, I don't think it'll be successful. But that's where we're at. Uh, Liam, you know, just a comment from from our, our, my perspective, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Nez. Um, um, I think what gets lost in this from the committee is it, the committee has a, it's, you know, it, it's like they, it's, I almost get the sense that they, I don't know whether they don't care about the fans. They don't listen to the fans. Uh, they don't, it's not transparent. Nobody knows who votes for who. Nobody knows how many votes anybody got. It's completely different than baseball. Uh, you know, you can criticize. Uh, it, it, it has a reputation of being an elitist committee um, that doesn't seem to. I don't know. You know, it's it's not whether the. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. They charge admission to go into their into their building. It doesn't survive but for the fans. But it almost seems like they don't care what the fans think because the overwhelming sense I get from the fans is that we want Paul Henderson in the hall of fame. Okay. We can have the criticisms. You can have the intellectual criticism of Paul and his NHL career and his WHA career. He didn't win any individual awards. He didn't win the Stanley cup. Although I think that's irrelevant. Um, but, um, but he's part of uh, the most important moment in hockey history, the central protagonist in the most important moment in hockey history, in, 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 in the soul of hockey in the world. He's also part and the chief protagonist of the most important sporting moment in the hockey nation in Canada uh, in, in, uh, of the 20th century. And, and, and he's in the International Hockey Hall of Fame. He's in Canada Sports Hall of Fame. He's in everything but where he, and he's 77 years old. And, and are they going to do to him what they did to Pat Burns? You know, everybody knew Pat Burns was getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame at some point in time. But they delayed it till after he passed away. And I, you know, and I, and I've said it and I, and I, you know, and it's, to me, it was shameful. It was absolutely shameful. And is Paul going in the hall? I hope he is. Uh, there's a whole generation of Canadians that whose wishes are being disregarded by 18 people, a whole generation of Canadians whose wishes are being disregarded by 18 people. Uh, Naz, I got it out of my system. I'll turn it over to you. Liam, uh, Ladislav Trechak got into the Hall of Fame. I don't know how he got in. His stats were awful internationally. What do you think of that? 
Yeah, uh, Trechak went in in 1989, and the reason he went in was because um, the NHL knew the wall was coming down. Uh, Soviet players were about to be drafted en masse, and they wanted to offer the uh, Russian Ice Hockey Federation a, uh, um, a sort of a bouquet of flowers, for lack of a better term. And when they went through who uh, they thought process was, well, let's induct one of them. You know, let's, let's step outside the box. Uh, the only other Russian that had gone in at that time was Tarasov in the builders category in 1974. And, and I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I mean, he literally was the godfather of Russian hockey in 1947 and, and built it up to be pretty significant force at the amateur level. And, 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 uh, so everybody knew the wall was coming down and they ran through the gamut of players. Well, you know, what about Harlamov? Well, they, they wanted to have somebody physically there. Harlamov had died tragically in a car accident just a few years before. And they said, what about Yakushev? Oh, he looks like someone shot his dog every day. So, you know, uh, what, what about Mikhailov? No, you bring him to North America, 50,000 people want to kill him still. So, you know, they said, well, settle on Trechak. Everybody loved him. So Vlad went in, and he went in with Daryl Sittler in 1989. And uh, and I thought at the time that uh, they would just put Paul in in 92, the 20th anniversary of the series. Made sense. Would be nice and easy, logical. Bing, bang, boom. Nice, done. Give him his due. Give him his plaque. Let him make a speech. And, and Bob's your uncle. But, um, yeah, listen, this, 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 it, it, it's a farce. And, uh, you know, Wally said it best there. The, the committee, it is elitist. It's almost like as soon as you go in there, you become a different person, it's, at least in regards to talking to the hall. Um, you know, Pierre Maguire is on the committee now. He does a regular hit on many local radio stations across Canada, and he's a friend of mine. But um, he was challenged last year by the host in the morning show that he appears on here Monday to Friday uh, locally here in Ottawa about Guy Carbonell's induction. And... You know, I mean, you can debate almost everybody, it seems like, these days. I mean, it's hardly – Jerome McGinley will go in this year. He'll be a slam dunk. But it seems like every year there's two or three where people are going, ah, really? I mean, Jim Kernahan from the London Free Press wrote the story. And when I phoned him at home and talked to him about it, and I said, you know, the Hall of Famer really pissed at you, man, that uh, you went public with those numbers. He said, I don't give a sweet GD. They can, they can, I got those. So that's gospel truth. I'm standing by my word. And he wrote it and said, Paul missed by two votes in 1997. He need 14 out of 18, and he got 12, allegedly. And I know he's been nominated three three other times since then, including last year. Uh, I got him nominated last year, uh, one more time. And and uh, I, I went, I did a lot of work on that to, to make that one happen. I got the Canadian government involved. I got our prime minister involved. I got leader of the opposition involved. I got the entire House of Commons involved. And, and I put together what I thought was a kick-ass video and took one more kick at it, my 20th one. And I said, that's it. You know, he didn't get in. It's, it's done. There's nothing more we can do. And now we got Wayne stepping up. So, Stretchak's in. Um, Harlamov's in. Yakushev's in. The three guys from the losing team in '72. Now, it's uh, to me. To me, it's an it's an it's a farce and a disgrace, borderline treasonous, and and uh, and it's 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 just sad commentary. It's sad commentary is what it is. Just sad freaking commentary that uh, that they're still under the thumb. And you know how it works, eh? Larry Onoff's on the committee now. So he puts up Yakushev and, and, and hands out all these flowery numbers. And nobody, who, who sat there that day and did a shred of research? I guarantee you not one single person in the world did the research I did on that man's career when, after he went in. I was so upset that day. So upset. And, and look, he played fantastic in 72. Give him his due. He scored seven goals. So did Espo. So did Paul. But geez, I mean, it's just it's just beyond frustrating, and uh, so I'm out. You know, I've, I've pulled my my uh, pin on it. I'm not I'm not doing any more, and I'm not going to hang here at the end of June with bated breath. Uh, and uh, you know, I never intend to set foot in that building again. And uh, I mean, it's it's just I'm washing my hands of it. I've been in there. I've run tours in there. I've I've, I've been in that building. Wait, may, I don't know how many times. A hundred, easy for gigs. It's sick, it's sickening to me, and I'm I'm sick of it, and uh, I just don't care anymore. I mean, they don't care, so why should I? You know, it's 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 ridiculous to me. I just ridiculous. Anyways, Liam, on that note, we've got to run. Uh, we appreciate your passion. Um, uh, I'm I may be a little bit more hopeful than you. Um, I I'm just hopeful that uh, the committee will, at some point in time. I know you're not. You've been you've been in this fight. Uh, in the trenches uh, a lot longer than Naz and I have, and you've devoted quite a bit of your time, energy, and I'm sure resources uh, 
Uh, and we thank you for that. Uh, we thank you for keeping the, uh, the Paul Henderson, uh, one, one of the important people, keeping the Paul Henderson in the Hockey Hall of Fame flame alive. You've been important to that debate. We will continue. Uh, we are not going to let this go. At some point in time, we hope that this committee uh, understands its responsibility to the fans. Uh, the fans want this. The people of our generation want this. We hope at some point in time, before it's too late, they make it come to pass. Liam, we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Thanks, Liam. I think he's getting in this time. I'm pretty sure he's getting in. Sorry, Naz, I cut you off there. Guys, uh, thank you so much for for keeping it alive, keeping it going. I appreciate your passion as well. Thank you very much for having me on the air. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Liam McGuire. Try to go to break. We'll be right back with Matt Janella. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. Normally I'd say from Liberty Village, but uh, Naz are doing the show remotely from the comfort of our homes and have been doing it for uh, quite a bit of time. We've been trying to connect with Matt Janella and uh, I've been able to do so so far. Uh, Sometimes the technical challenges of doing these shows uh, remotely uh, uh, can be difficult to overcome. We will try. Uh, we'll, we'll keep trying, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Naz, I uh, haven't seen you in a while. 
I'm, I'm still, still wondering how Vaslav Metamansky got into the hospital. Yeah, you know, I, I did. You know, we could have kept that debate going with with Liam quite a bit. I have no problem with Vaslav Metamansky being in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I have no problem with Trechak being in the Hall of Fame. I have no problem with Harlamov. I have no problem with uh, who did I forget? Yakushev. That uh, one for you, Cargilly. Uh, that's a different debate. Um, that's a different debate. Uh, I, I've never thought. I, I've never wanted. I've, I mean, the issue for me is I want Paul Henderson in the Hockey Hall of Fame based on his merits. I don't need to criticize anybody else who's in the hall. The vast majority of whom deserve to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We can play that game where, well, you know, there's, there's. I mean, look at all the names that aren't, uh, that are up for debate this year. And we can talk about some of them. Uh, we've got, we've got Jerome McGinley. We got Marion Hosa. We got Pierre Turgeon. 1,327 points. Uh, the most points of anybody who's not in the Hall of Fame. Should Pierre Turgeon be in the Hockey Hall of Fame and Clark Gill, uh, should, and, and Clark Gillies is in there? I mean, you can compare players. I don't, I don't know where you get with that debate. Uh, Jeremy Roenick, 1,216 points. Bernie Nichols, 1,209 points. Vincent Danfus, 1,205 points. On defense, you look at some of the guys. Gary Suter, Doug Wilson, Sergey Gonchar. McGilney, Alfredson, Theo Fleury, Keith Kachuk. In, in net, Vernon. Curtis Joseph, Tom Barrasso. Um, you know, you, you could start making the case for a lot of these guys. And a lot of these guys have credentials that are probably better than some of the guys that are in there. But, uh, you know, I, I just think Paul Henderson should be in the Hall of Fame, not because other people shouldn't be, just because he should be. Uh, and it's time. I mean, it's time. He's 77 years old. Um, and, and, and if they are going to do it, uh, Liam's, Liam's not as, uh, he's not as positive as we are. Um, uh, we, you know, Naz and I, you and I have no inside knowledge. We, we, we have no idea. We just have hope. Uh, we have hope that the right thing is done and we hope that we have the opportunity to celebrate it. While we uh, are able to celebrate it, and more importantly, while Paul Henderson and his family is waiting to celebrate it, and I, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, I, I don't think the I don't think the committee is this clever, but if they're waiting for 2022 to do it, um, you know, I you know, you know, I don't want to get into Paul's health. His health hasn't been the best over the. Uh, over the last five or ten years, I, I we don't I don't know how he is today. I, I'm not going to speculate and I'm not going to comment. But his health hasn't been the best. Uh, we talked to him about it on the show back in 2014, and his you know he had his challenges back then. Um, 2022, wow! Going into the Hockey Hall of Fame on the 50th anniversary year. Um, um, that would probably be something special, wouldn't it? Uh, but I think 2020 would be even more special. Um, last thoughts on that, Naz? Any thoughts on any uh, on on some of the guys that are? I, I think Aginla is a lock. Uh, I'd be absolutely shocked uh, if he didn't go in. Uh, certainly uh, meritorious, a leader in so many different ways. Uh, part of the community in Calgary, a fantastic NHL career. Um, no reason whatsoever he should not be in, in, the, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Marion Hossa, uh, on the bubble, I think, uh, statistic-wise. He's uh, a lock. He's a lock. He's a lock, but uh, I, I think what puts him over the top, because um, there's guys behind him that have better statistics than he does uh, in some ways, but... Uh, Crucial to uh, to several any to several Stanley Cups in Chicago. Um, um, great career. 
Ottawa, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago. I think he's actually still under contract, I think, with Arizona. He hasn't played in three years. That's why he's still eligible. Uh, I th- I still think he's so getting David paid Clarkson. by Arizona. <laughs> Sorry? So is David Clarkson eligible. <laughs> you always get a chance to throw on that, that one in, don't you, Ness? Uh, yeah, so Hosas, I think, is on the bubble. Uh, they're going to have to pick uh, some other guys. Um, uh, if you were to take a shot at some of these other guys, uh, Ronick, I think, is problematic um, because he's, 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 I guess he's said some things or whatever that sort of have rubbed some people the wrong way. And, uh, you know, being on the politically correct side tends to be, uh, uh, tends to be important in, uh, in getting into, into Hall of Fames nowadays. Uh, Bernie Nichols, mm, Sam Foose. I don't know if there's any uh, any uh, groundswell of support for him. Alfred said, um, interesting. Theo Fleury, another interesting one. Um, I, I would think he would garner some support. Here's an interesting one for you, Naz. Curtis Joseph. His name's been talked a few times. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cujo? I think he goes in. I think he goes he's in. Gonna, he's going to go in this year? No, he won't go in this year, but he'll he'll get in eventually. But I think they're going to need to put a goalie in pretty soon. He's probably and, the next uh, one. Right? Yeah, the goalies seem to be underrepresented in the hall. Um, and but uh, I mean, you know, Cujo was I in the terms of the nineties, early two thousands. Um, you know, he was was. Would you have considered him one of the top? Three goalies with Well, you had Brodeur. You had Hashik. You had uh, Balfour. Um, Vernon won a couple of Stanley Cups, didn't he, with, with, uh, with the Red Wings? And uh, great career. One or two Stanley Cups, can't remember. Uh, great career with Calgary. Um, my memory is getting a little bit faded. Uh, but goalies uh, seem to be underrepresented in, in the hall, and that's been a criticism. Um, Cujo, I don't know what kind of, and this is the frustrating part. This is the frustrating part about the way hockey does their Hall of Fame selections. Is the the members on the selection committee are asked to sign confidentiality agreements. The ballots are secret. Um, nobody knows. You you really don't know which players are getting what level of support. Um. And I, I don't know, I, I, I mean, I guess it allows the, the selection committee between themselves to have full and frank discussions where people can be negative without being worried about appearing on the public record. Because, you know, people will say certain things behind closed doors that they won't say uh, if they know they're being recorded or if they're actually accountable to the to the general public or to the fans for what they say, um, maybe the process needs to change. Maybe it's got to become a little bit more like baseball, where some baseball writers choose to publicly disclose who they voted for. Some don't. Um, but I think if you're on a committee of this stature, of this importance. And in some sense, I, I I have the feeling you should be accountable to the fans. We're the ones who pay the bills. We're the ones that go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. We are the ones that have watched hockey for, the, for our entire lives. We are what makes the sport happen. It doesn't survive without fans. And as a fan, um, I would like to know who's voting for who. And I would like to know how many votes Paul Henderson's been getting all of these years. I would like to know of the candidates that get votes this year, who's getting and how many votes. Um, is that too much to ask, Ness? Yeah. No, no, it's not too much to ask. He put in an era where 
Gold and assists were hard to come by. People don't realize that. Who are we talking about, Anderson? You take a look at the old-time stats of the players. A lot of them didn't have a point-of-game stat in the olden days. Um, He played in in that era, right? Yeah, I mean, in spite of Liam's Liam's passionate arguments, um, I would... I would think it would be difficult to make the case for Paul Henderson to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame strictly on his NHL career and on his WHA career. I think that's, that, that might be a tough one. Um, but the reality is he, just, he didn't have just an NHL career and he didn't have just uh, a WHA career. And he's in the International Hockey Hall of Fame. Just think about that one. He's in the International Hockey Hall of Fame. Why? Why does a body that's basically uh, run by people over in Europe, how do they make the decision that Paul Henderson's in the Hockey Hall of Fame? What What did they see? What are they? What did, when they inducted him? What what criteria did they use that our hockey hall of fame committee seems to have missed for the last twenty five, thirty, forty years? However long you want to go back, um, that's an interesting discussion. It, it really is. Um, funny, because funny I Paul Henderson, uh, Pete Rose have similar situations, but. No, Pete, I, I, so no, I don't know. You know, the, the one situation I, I, I mean, I went through, I heard the whole arguments about Micah Ruzioni, like Paul Henderson's just Micah Ruzioni. And if, if Paul Henderson goes into the Hockey Hall of Fame, Paul, uh, Micah Ruzioni should go in. And I, I, I'm not buying that argument uh, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, Micah Ruzioni was not the hockey player that Paul Henderson was. Um, his, you know, Michael Ruzioni didn't score three game-winning goals in three in the, in the most important hockey series in the, in the history of hockey. Uh, although I'm not going to I'm not going to take away from Michael Ruzioni's accomplishment uh, in, in 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 the Miracle on Ice. I think maybe a comparable might be Herb Brooks because Herb Brooks is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Herb Brooks didn't have much of an NHL career. Uh, he had a good perhaps good college career in the United States as a college coach. Um, and I'm not going to denigrate from Herb Brooks. I think he belongs in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, but if Herb Brooks didn't coach the miracle on ice, if he didn't coach the U.S. to the gold medal in 1980, is he in the Hockey Hall of Fame? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he was very important as a builder in U.S. in USA hockey, no question. And this is not in any way intended to be a criticism of Herb Brooks, who fully deserves his place in Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't win the miracle on ice, may- maybe maybe there is a debate. Maybe there is a debate. Maybe Paul Henderson... You know what? We we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, man. It's it's ten o'clock. Last words. If Wayne Gretzky cannot talk them into putting him into the Hall of Fame, it will never happen. On that note, to all our listeners, have a fantastic and safe week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. Thanks so much. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.